Hello, friends, and welcome to a golf podcast unlike any other. This is Fairway Rollin' on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. Every week on Fairway Rollin', it is myself and our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, talking all things professional golf, amateur golf, amateur betting, professional betting, amateur drinking, professional drinking by birdie buddies. If you want to hit them straight out there, please check out Fairway Rolling every week. Available on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodello.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Roger Sherman. We are doing a countdown of 50 days to the NFL season. Today, Roger and I are going through the ultimate NFL training camp topic, which is the saddest quarterback battles entering 2022. Like the saddest, the most pathetic quarterback battles. The I cannot believe this is what my team has been reduced to battles. Roger, let's just take it away here. What is the single saddest quarterback battle for an NFL team entering this season? There are only a handful of actual like legit quarterback battles. And to me, far and away, the one that just hurts me in my soul the most is the Carolina Panthers, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, a few other people who are hanging around, but mainly those two guys who were just a few years ago, hot NFL draft prospects, the number one and number three picks back in 2018. And now one of them will be a backup to the other, most likely Sam Darnold, because Sam Darnold is like legit really bad. And Baker Mayfield is just kind of like not good for having been a number one pick. It's probably going to be Baker over, over Sam. Uh, unless something weird happens and like it's it's just bad vibes for everybody involved it's so awkward it is so unbelievably awkward baker was the first pick in 2018 darnold's the third pick in 2018 there is very little precedent for this in nfl history it's like you can go back like very early 90s 80s like we're talking you can count on one hand the number of time that basically the top two quarterbacks in the draft have ever even been on the same team. Never mind, like actually competing for a spot. But now that we're in, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's just kind of humiliating, probably for Darnold to be in this spot. Yeah, and just the way the Panthers have handled the quarterback sit- situation over the past three, four years. They they traded for Darnold last year. They immediately committed to paying him nineteen million dollars this year. They picked up his option. When they asked head coach Matt Rule about that last year, like, why did you immediately do that for no reason? He didn't really have a reason for doing it. He just said, like, well, if he was a free agent, we'd have to pay him a lot of money, which 
which isn't how options, it's, it's not like how options work. That's the whole point is they're not going to be a free. Anyway, it's just these two guys who so recently had such high hopes. The other funny element is that the, uh, the other sad element, sad for them, funny for me, is the Panthers offensive coordinator is your beloved former Giants coach, Ben McAdoo. Of the Cheesecake Factory menu. <laughs> is he bringing it? Is he bringing it back? I hope not. I feel like that's too many options. I feel like Darnold and Baker will be overwhelmed by the Cheesecake Factory menu. Just back in 2018, he was asked how he felt about the draft situation, the, the Giants. He was the Giants head coach. They didn't need a quarterback. And he had Baker Mayfield ranked sixth out of the quarterbacks in the 2018 draft. He, he said Allen, Jackson, Darnold, Rosen, Rudolph, and then Josh Rosen, Mason Rudolph, and then Baker Mayfield. He said, I don't think he's a great athlete. The guy is kind of like a pocket quarterback <laughs> that is short. It has small heads. That's what I worry about. Isn't this good for Baker, though? I feel like Baker's problem was that other than, you know, four offensive coordinators in three years and Darnold was with Adam Gase. And I'm kind of just feel like both these guys probably could have been good, but they were stuck with terrible teams. However, Baker also needs to be doubted to actually be good. And I just feel like Baker playing the Browns in week one, if he wins the job and then good, his offense court doesn't believe in him. The more people who don't believe in Baker, the better he will do. It's like directly proportional. Like when he was a walkout at Texas Tech, he was good there. He he was a walkout again at Oklahoma. He won the Heisman. He became the number one pick. That's when it all went wrong. For and now him he's making he a third of pick. the money that Sam Darnold's making. So there, that's going to piss yes, him off too. Because the Panthers committed to paying Sam Darnold's $19 million last year. He's only making about $5 million. He actually took a pay cut, which, you know, he's trying to make himself feel more disrespected by taking yeah. a pay oh, cut. Oh, that's, I didn't and, think of that. That's Galaxy. Bro. Yeah, it's. It's smart. It, it sets him up for next year when he's a free agent. And he's not in he's not going to be in the progressive commercials anymore. If you watched any football games last year, you you saw Baker Mayfields living in the uh Cleveland Brown Stadium. They decided it was like too sad to do one about him getting traded. I guess he could be in other commercials, but they officially announced they're discontinuing that one. I think that that also could rev him up, but you know, I guess that when the best argument you have for this turning out well for him is the vibes are so bad and he feeds off of those. That's it's it's really not a good it's it's also just really remarkable since Matt Rule took over. Um, they cut Cab, they signed Teddy, they traded away Teddy. They paid a lot of money. They paid. They they ate a lot of cap to trade him away. Uh, then they brought in Sam Darnold and immediately started paying him a lot. And then they had to bring back Cam, and now it's it's just when you when you lay it all out, it just gives the impression that the people here may not know what they are doing. It's a Do you agree with that assessment? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Noted by the cutting <laughs> Cam and then bringing him back. All right, so the Panthers, definitely the saddest situation in the league. What is the second saddest quarterback battle of 2022? It's sad because it, it, in the first situation, we were looking at two players who have fallen far. With number two, the Seattle Seahawks, it's a team that has kind of stumbled upon an unfortunate situation after having Russell Wilson for almost a decade playing every single game. They will have Geno Smith and Drew Locke competing for the number one oh spot. You, you knew that it was a possibility that they would be two of the people I said, and you just looked so 
disappointed and crestfallen even hearing those two names. I mean, this is a really douchey thing for me to say, but you know, I'm a Giants fan. And obviously I had Eli Manning for like a 15 year stretch. Never had a, he never missed a game. And then now Daniel Jones is kind of like, you know, my personal reckoning. And Geno Smith actually benched Eli Manning. But hasn't really been an issue for me to like worry about quarterback battles. You're a Jets fan. And so I just briefly just contemplated for a moment if there was a quarterback battle for my favorite team between Geno Smith and Drew Locke. And it just actually gave me like, I, I think my heart skipped a beat. Does that give you like PTSD at all with the Jets or no? Well, I, I was actually, I was actually a Geno endorser during his time at the Jets. And honestly, because he's been a backup for so much of his career, he, he hasn't really played a lot of bad football. Like, like some of the other people out here, the Sam Darnolds, Drew Locke does not have a, a lot of particularly good times. Drew Locke sucks. I don't know what you're beating around the bush for. Drew Locke is horrible. I'm sorry. Like he, he, he's bad. I'm like walking this very thin line where I'm on the sad quarterbacks podcast. And I'm like, this person's only okay. What's the, he's not good. Suck. He's very bad. It should be, it should be Geno's for sure. But like the sadness comes from the fact that like you lose Russell Wilson and the guy who you bring in in the trade back from him, you get Drew Locke back in that trade and he's probably not good enough to be better than the guy who was your backup. Like you're, you essentially just went to your guy who was a backup last year and Gino played last year. I think the only win they had when he was playing was against the Jaguars. So like you already, he, he played well, he played deep, like he, his stats were okay. I, I think he had five touchdowns, one interception. Um, like, which, which is better than most of the other people we're going to talk about on this sad quarterback podcast. But just the fact that you've, you've a hundred percent downgraded from a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league to the guy who was literally his backup only playing in case of strange hand injury. It's, it's a heartbreaking thing. I, there was a while when I was texting our colleague, Danny Kelly every day, um, just a reminder that Drew Locke was on the Seahawks and I stopped doing it because it felt like it was actually hurting him. That's like, so mean. Why back. would you do that? Well, <laughs> he said like, he, he sent out a tweet like, I'm just going to need like a reminder every once in a while that it's real that Drew Locke. Oh, he literally asked. Okay. He literally Seahawks, asked people to. But I don't think he was expecting me to take it up on oh, him. And well, he would type fault. back like, LOL, like I was about to do something happy. And then you reminded me of that. And it, and like, I, I had to break it off after a while. Like, yeah. I just, I felt like I was hurting him. That's pretty tough. And I didn't want to do that. He's a great guy. He is a great, my co-host fantasy football show. I think the Drew Locke, I'm half serious. I'm, I'm actually mostly serious, a quarter kidding. I think they got Drew Locke because he's tall and he's the opposite of Russell Wilson. It's kind of like when you break up with a guy and then like, you just end up with the opposite guy and just, you know, you, you either get someone who's a lot like your ex or nothing like your ex, not really anything in the middle. He's just the rebound and they got Russell Wilson and they're trying to rebound, but like Russ is short and like has trouble throwing over the middle. And like, they're just like, you know what? We're going to get Drew Locke rocket arm. And like, he's just going to be six foot five and he's just going to look over there. He's, is he actually six, six? Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, oh, he's six foot four. So four or depending on how you count six inches taller than Russell Wilson. And I just think the fact that Russ wasn't able to pepper the middle of the field, I kind of think that they like the idea of having a quarterback who's kind of everything that Russell Wilson isn't in a lot of ways and just having him do a lot of the offensive stuff that Russ wasn't able to do, but classic rebound. And it's just, you know, 
They'll pretend they're happy and they'll talk themselves into it. But, you know, everyone knows it won't really last more than a year. I mean, I don't think they're going to talk themselves into Drew Locke. I think they're going to play Geno. They, I, I, mean, well, I know, but they said they like Drew Locke more than any quarterback in this year's draft. That's why they didn't take one at nine. I do think you'll probably be Geno, but part of me is like, I bet that they're tempted. They're tempted by, so you think, you think Geno's going to win though? Yeah. I mean, he's actually played quarterback like well in NFL games before. Um, <laughs> why are you upset that Drew Locke led the league in bad throws for like two years in a row? I feel like Drew Locke being in the Russell Wilson trade was like less about, they may have said that about him, but it was less about the Seahawks thinking like, oh, we, we're going to need Drew Locke to play quarterback and more just like it would have been awkward for him to be around in Denver. Like they brought in Russell Wilson and then Drew Locke. Oh, it would have oh, been fine. We just, the Panthers brought in Baker Mayfield. It, like Drew Locke and out of the awkwardness of playing behind Russell Wilson. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, next sad situation, Roger. So we got the Panthers with Baker and Darnold at number one. We've got the Seahawks with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. What is the third saddest quarterback situation entering 2022? This one, I don't think makes me as like, I don't think this one hurts my heart so much as it's just whoever wins is obviously going to be the worst started quarterback in the league. The, <laughs> the, the Falcons, Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter. I actually like both players and I, it's just, if you had to, I mean, am I right? Whoever wins this one is is probably number 32 out of 32. I actually don't think so. I think that the Seahawks, Geno Smith or Locke, if Drew Locke wins, he's the worst quarterback. I think that the Falcons are mildly optimistic. So Desmond Ritter is the rookie quarterback the Falcons drafted this year, third round, I think. Ben Solak radicalized me on Ritter. I feel like Desmond Ritter has everything you want to kind of succeed as the third round quarterback mold immediately. He has a plan. He said that he told teams in interviews he had a plan 
like a four month plan or whatever timeline from draft day to training camp to beat out a veteran quarterback starting. I kind of like that. And then the flip side, the Falcons coach, Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator for Tennessee when Mariota was the starter, but then Ryan Tannehill overtook Mariota and then just became like top three in every efficiency stat with like Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees and freaking Ryan Tannehill, even though they traded like a fourth rounder for him and he just emerged. Part of me is wondering if history will rhyme and Mariota, who we're all writing off, won't be great, but will like just be surprisingly fine for Atlanta. I think Atlanta is kind of a pretty bad team this year, but part of me wonders if the Falcons quarterback will be like, oh, okay, you don't, you don't suck. Like they kind of a Arthur Smith did some fun stuff on offense uh, last year. Uh, very interesting usage of players. We were happy about Cordero Patterson for the first time ever. Um, but the Falcons as a team though have the problem you know that line where it's like oh it, it's it's uh, basically like oh are you mad at me and it's like no I don't think about you at all and that's like the Falcons in a nutshell it's like they have a couple cool players Kyle Pitts is interesting but overall no one thinks about the Falcons so I think it. I'm actually like happier with whichever one of these two not great quarterbacks takes over than like watching Matt Ryan play for the Falcons when the Falcons were not good. Matt Ryan is the single most boring player in the history of boring players. He's a starting quarterback for 12 years and no one knows three things about him. Is a former National Football League most valuable player. Okay, that's one. His nickname's Matty Ice, that's two. What, he lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots? Okay, tell me a fourth thing about Matt Ryan. Where's he Moving from? <laughs> Does he have children? You don't know anything about Matt Ryan. He went to Boston College. He was okay, the number cool. three pick in the... Um, Okay, uh, what have you learned about Matt Ryan since 2009? Like, what have you learned? Nothing. Um, I think he's in... Um, <laughs> Madden, he's in commercial, I'm pretty sure. He's in commercials for um, something where they're playing off the fact that his nickname is Matty Ice. It's okay. like... Natty Light? I don't know. Smirnoff Ice? <laughs> I feel like it was like a laundry detergent or he's something. He's the perfect boring guy for a boring team, and the Falcons are going to do their color rush jerseys, and they're I think they're incorporating Georgia and Georgia Tech because they're the Falcons like the third most popular football team in Georgia. So so I was I was coming in and saying like I'm happy that he gets to that Matt Ryan gets to be free. You're you're all in on Desmond Ritter. I think whoever wins that battle will be will be fine. I, I don't even know if they're going to be average, but like they're, they'll be like the twentieth best quarterback in the NFL. Will be like surprising. I'm historically a Mariota supporter, but I was really concerned by the way he was used on the Raiders last year. He had they brought him in like a lot, uh, backing up Carr, and he had 13 carries and two passes for four yards. He had 13 carries for 87 yards and two passes for four yards, which makes me think that they didn't even have faith in him to like pretend that he could throw. Well, Mario has bad PR. Like everyone's kind of thinks he dropped off the earth. Mario had a nerve injury in his throwing arm and it just didn't really get a lot of publicity. I don't know if it's because he's on the Titans and, or whatever, but like for whatever reason, people just think he sucked. And it's like, no, he had a nerve injury in his throwing arm and it's really difficult to heal. So I think that his career, I feel like he still could have been pretty good if that didn't happen to him. I mean, maybe I'm just a sap. I was really into him, but I I don't know. We'll see. Getting usurped by Ryan Tannehill. Literally the dude you're not supposed to worry about. Like, there was a time when if we had said Mariota Tannehill quarterback battle, that would have made us feel sad. Yeah, now it's exciting. Okay, That would so, have been on like the 2017 episode of this podcast. That's the top three sad quarterback situations. Panthers, 
and then the Seahawks and the Falcons. What are your? Do you have any honorable mentions for just sadness? Give me the list here, and I want to pick a sad one. I I don't want to say it's like sad unless Jimmy Garoppolo wins, but the 49ers, uh, uh today it was t- it was announced that Jimmy Garoppolo is allowed to seek a trade, but like if they have to keep playing him instead of turning things over to Trey Lance, I would I would characterize the San Francisco 49ers who had a great playoff run last year and almost made the Super Bowl, I would characterize their quarterback situation as sad if if that's an actual quarterback battle. I agree. I think the 49ers are like an open marriage where everyone was on the same page and then suddenly everyone was not on the same page. And that, like it's just, it's, it's, this isn't good anymore. It's like they're going back to monogamy with Trey Lance and the Niners, but Jimmy's still there. And it's like, Jimmy can't be here anymore. Like this is not this three-way thing anymore. It's just, it's toxic. It's It's got to go. But it's not really a battle to me. I feel like Lance has the job. And I feel that way also about the Steelers. It's not really even a battle. I feel like Mitchell Trubisky will probably be the starter and Kenny Pickett will very clearly not. Sadness, though, I think there's one more sad thing, which isn't a quarterback battle, but I still think it's sad. And I think it's the Washington Commanders. The Carson, like everyone basically being like, yeah, you know, Carson Wentz, best quarterback Washington's had in four years. That is incredible as a fact. I mean, the Eagles are in the same division and basically took a $30 million punch on the chin to get rid of this dude and then goes to the Colts and the Colts blow a 98% chance of making the playoffs in short because Carson Wentz was terrible. And then the Colts bail on Wentz and then Washington gets them and now has to play the Eagles twice a year. And they're like, yeah, best quarterback I've had in four years. How sad is that? And like... They were sort of a folk hero thing with Taylor Heineke too. Like, I feel like I, I don't fully know. I think people in Washington are putting on a brave face about Carson Wentz, but in their hearts, they'd rather just keep having Taylor Heineke play quarterback instead of. Well, that's the advice I got. If I ever testify in front of Congress, you got to have a brave face. That's kind of what I, that's what I understand. (laughs) They're not doing that though. It's the advice I saw in succession. (laughs) They're not test. They're not. He's not. He's hiding in. He's hiding in international waters. You know, Roger. We discussed this as a story in the NFL um, ideas meeting we just had, and maybe I shouldn't blow this. um, You know, some. You know, the ideas we have, but you know, an idea we're throwing around is how long could one of us stay on a super yacht? And I would like the ringer to expense, and I just want to be on a super yacht, and I want to see, you know, how hard it is, and really just kind of do some hardcore investigative journalism and expense the super yacht. How long do you think you'd last in a super yacht with absolutely zero uh, treading into like you know anything outside of international waters? Can you podcast on? Yeah, super yacht. Yeah, they have internet, of course. Jerry Jones takes meetings from his yacht. You could put a podcast. Yeah, he, he like he drafted from the yacht. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty not concerned about uh, my ability to hang out there. Could you do a year? Could you do a year on a super yacht? Like you don't see your family for holidays, nothing. This is one of those questions that someone tweets out like, oh, for like $5 million, would you like eat McDonald's once a day? Yeah, I could I could live on it. Of course, that would be very easy. It's very comfortable. I think he has a basketball. Dan Snyder has like a basketball court and like a movie theater out there. <laughs> the thought of Dan Snyder playing basketball is a little haunting. I, I mean, it's. It's. He can stay there for as long as he wants. And I think that would be a good situation for Washington fans too. Carson Wentz, like even though it's not a battle, is it the Washington? I mean, I don't the quarterback specifically, but 
Carson Wentz has to be the saddest of all these things because Washington's the saddest team. And even though the Seahawks, it's like no one really feels bad for them. They were just really good and relevant for a long time. And they have a bunch of picks. And then the Panthers, well, I mean, honestly, cleaning house at this point would be best. The Falcons, yeah, I, honestly, they have Kyle Pitts. They'll, they'll get a new quarterback next year probably. Like They'll be fine. Washington is so desolate. It's so hopeless. I feel like even though it's not a battle, Wentz says their quarterback is the saddest thing. But he gives you just enough hope to think, you know what? We can make the playoffs. And then he will take it away from you. He's like a New York Nick. If any NFL player was going to be the Knicks, it's like Carson Wentz is like that as a person. Just enough hope to reel you in and then just boom. How dare you? And like that's it's incredible because every time you think that Washington fans couldn't have hope, it's just just it's brutal. So, all right. Anything we missed? Any other sad situations you want to hit here? I mean, I didn't talk about the New York Jets. Um, like we're, you know, Zach Wilson's getting a lot of PR boost right now. So like, I feel like this is a pretty successful moment for me. I, a New York Jets fan, came onto a sad quarterback podcast and did not even bring up the New York Jets for the entire time. Except when we, we retroactively talked about Geno Smith. So like, that's a win for me, I think. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to punt the Zach Wilson conversation to another day. But, you know, um, to each their own. As long as, you know, like the Niners thing, everyone's on the same page. I don't know. All right, those are the saddest quarterback battles entering 2022. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Arjuna. Thank you, Carlos, for production help. Thank you to everybody for listening. We will continue. The Ringer NFL show is counting down to kickoff. So you can check it out more on the Ringer NFL show tomorrow. And also, you can hear me more on the Ringer Fantasy Football show. We're getting into gear. You can check out our fantasy guide, fantasyfootball.theringer.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs>